This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Hi, welcome to my favorite murder, the mini so This is a mini. It's shorter than normal. So it's only three hours instead of the usual ten. That's right. <laughs> Brace yourself for not a week's worth of content. <laughs> We're going to be out of here before you know it. That's right. Just let us get out of your hair really quick. Technically, right now, as we're speaking these words, we're in the podcast loft. But technically, as you're listening to these words, we're in the UK. We're in Europe. We're in Paris, France. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking are international spies. And yeah. we've, we've, we're gone. We're using different kinds of plugs. You mm-hmm. wouldn't even recognize the plugs that Our we're using hair right now. looks incredible because of these plugs. If you're awake, we're sleeping. Uh-huh. It's nuts. It's a world away. Yeah. And also... It, we are becoming refined. Mm-hmm. We are having qu- qu- hot cuisine. I bet these fucking zits on my face have healed up. I bet they've healed up and been replaced by uh, beauty marks. I bet you're right. Sparkles. It's Parisian sparkles. <laughs> We're not going to France, right? No. I just wanted to say this. Uh, this is a this is a throwback from the last normal episode we had, which well, was for us yesterday. Right. <laughs> we don't know what kind of time space time continuum we're breaking zone. with you right now. Um, but I talked about I had done the Lindbergh baby kidnapping slash murder, right? And that was suggested to me, and I said it was suggested. I just didn't know the person's name. Yeah. She went ahead and tweeted me real time today. Uh-huh. Weeks ago to you mm-hmm. um, Her name was Sophia She's at Balistros on Twitter And she replied to let me know Karen Kilgariff Hey girl I'm the one who recommended The Lindbergh kidnapping I cried And then she <laughs> attached A picture of her dog And the dog is wearing A white croc mm-hmm. on its head Like a little bit like the Pope Like a helmet Yeah or like um, the guys at Lond- In London Oh, yeah, like a soldier in front of the palace mm-hmm. or like a band leader, like a marching band leader. Yes, but with a crock. With a crock. <laughs> a chin <laughs> like strap around the, the TV show. The, the shoe. The shoe or crock. Yes, not a crocodile. No. That, that would be, be dangerous scary. and wrong. Thank you, Sophia, for being there for me uh-huh. both times. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting no credit, coming back. Now you're getting all the credit. Like responding in a positive light. Not like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't get credit. It's like, here's a fucking hilarious photo. You know what I would have done if she said, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't get credit? What? Mute. <laughs> mute. How many people have you muted on Twitter? Mute. Oh, you can look into it, but I would, I would guess that over thirty-five thousand people. <laughs> I can't. The second I read anything that in, impacts me in any way, I mute it. I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not there to take. This isn't fucking. This isn't like the suggestion box. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter so I can hear everybody's fucking thoughts and feelings. I'm there to write some 
awesome jokes <laughs> and also the worst jokes possible well, and then chit chat with my friends no one will ever you'll never get i mean just your your uh description of who you are what's it called the bio? Their bio. Yeah. There's nothing better than that on Twitter. <laughs> and there never will be. Say what it Thanks. is. Karen Kilgariff is your hand or whatever. K Kilgariff? The, it's Karen Kilgariff, yeah. And, and then, then it the, says like bio when I'm like, I am a, I am a co-host. Mine is like, I'm a co-host of my favorite murder podcast and I talk about food on Cooking Channel. <laughs> like, look, t- email me here. And yours just says TV VCR repair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is that it from the original? Like from the gecko? It yes. And I used to have my avatar used to be a picture of Brett Summers on match game smoking, which is my favorite. Just smoking and looking super over it. Yeah. Um but then Mandy took that awesome highly photoshopped photo, our friend Mandy Johnson, who took those photos. Yeah, is not my picture. And uh anyway. Um, so you cut I love, me out of that, that picture. and you put yourself I was like, there. get her out. I, I had to Photoshop Georgia out of my frame just so I could stand out forward of my for light. once. Come on. It's my time. Hey, do you, speaking of, should I go first? Please do. All right. This is called... I always forget. We don't do chitty chatty stuff at the top of no, mini so We don't have to and we shouldn't. But we had to, I had to shout out Sophia because she helped me do my homework. Yeah. This is called... And then we found Opa stole from Nazis. Ooh. ooh. Um, so these are uh, these are your stories, by the way. They're hometown murders and so much more. So and you- Stephen has called these ones specifically from Europe. Right. Stephen did a great job. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. We love when you, you look- get emails from the continent. <laughs> he looks like a young Albert Einstein today. <laughs> Stephen, by the time we get back, that something has to be done with that hair. Uh, when I when you come back from Europe, I'm going to be like in a corner, just like eating the cat food with with <laughs> Elvis and me and Dot. What's just like, happening? <laughs> like, is it? Are you going full feral? Yes, I'm are going you- full. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's got. It's it's good. It's you better. What I want when we get back is either you've taken care of it or you've committed fully. Oh, you I, keep saying whenever you leave, I got to get my hair cut. And it's like, but it's do, just but you, growing but and not. growing. Well, now it'll be fun. Like when you come back, if, like, yeah, scary. If it gets fun. any bigger, you're going to have to become a bass player for a band. <laughs> totally. That's a jam band. A jam band. That's oh, right. I'm into it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Opa. Opa. You know, Opa, like grandpa. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Hi. So last week you read which is last week, last week, a story about someone whose grandfather was in the Netherlands who collaborated with the Nazis. That's right. One thing that came up was that it was extra horrible because he was the only guy helping them. (laughs) That's not exactly true. All Dutch men of age were either supposed to join the Nazi army or be put to work for them. Oh. I know this because my opa was put into a camp for refusing to help twice. Whoa. Turns out he jumped off a train and dressed in women's clothing to escape. Yes. Um, and then she, this person writes, when are they making this Oscar bait movie, right? And then he got <laughs> caught again. Anyway, he's gotten older and blinder and perhaps a little crazier. Opa is taken to answering the door, the front door with a knife in hand. <laughs> <laughs> this, yes. week, this week, I noticed that he wasn't using his usual kitchen knife, but a large, and then it says in parentheses, I don't know knife terms, knife, with a big swastika on it. Uh-oh. Horrified, I asked why he had such a thing. My Oma casually said, oh, they threw that at him when he tried to sell them counterfeit wine (laughs) turns out he had been taking industrial alcohol that his father was supposed to be handling filtering it to make it drinkable and illegally selling it while he was hiding 
The Nazis were starving out the Dutch for refusing to cooperate, so he was basically the only guy in Rotterdam you could buy it from. When he sold to the Nazis, he'd drink half the bottle and replace it with water first. He got caught and attacked and escaped with his very uncool favorite giant knife. Wow. And it says, be like Johannes and SSSFM. And then it says, stay sexy, steal from Nazis. <laughs> I don't have a name of this person, but thank you. That's, That's great. amazing. So grandparents, when they go fucking a little bit crazy, are the most fun. Um that's true. You know what? Let's go let's keep with that theme. Okay, great. Um uh this Tell is us your fun shit that your grandparents did when yeah. they went a little bit crazy. Yeah, we want to know about what people used to do back before they stared at their phones all day yeah. and binge watched everything on Netflix. Right. So and what, people used to really be engaged. And then they'd go a little crazy and admit to it. Yes. Like the shit of like, oh, I wasn't going to tell anyone this story, but now I'm a little crazy and I give zero fucks. Right. And like, yeah. Who cares now? Once you're over 70, I'm sure it's just like, Goodbye. it's gonna, we're going to be all over the map. <laughs> it's like, if we're like this now, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please, Stephen, I beg you to make sure that I stay indoors all the time and no one records me doing anything. I need you. Stephen's whole face just turned red. I need you to commit to this today. So you will make sure. Karen taking a blood oath. Yeah, caretaker when she gets old. I'm making see right now. You, uh, it's fine if you cat sit now. Here's the trade off. You're gonna Karen sit in thirty years. Okay. Thank you. We'll have her drawer of cookies that we open just when she's acting up. Karen, want a cookie? It'll be those quattro ones we were talking with Allie yes, about earlier. Those Italian cookies, I love it. Just throw it up in the air. It'll be fine. The, the subject line of this email is, some heroes wear wooden clogs. Parentheses, lighthearted. I love it. I love that people no. are doing the separation of lighthearted. Wait, Stephen, you're not adding that in, right? No, yeah, I have a couple. No, people are people are living at front and center. Everybody yeah. know people are like, we got to be the filing system. We've yeah. got to make it easy for Stephen to pick our email. Totally, email. He's need to, he needs to throw a couple lightheartededs in. That's right. Great job, everybody. Okay, job. hi, hi, MFM family. In the 1970s, my grandmother worked half time at the only bank in a very small town in southern Sweden. This is like 20 minutes minutes from where I grew up, and I know the setting very well. Think racist farmers in 70s hair. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you're hit with the smell of manure, mm. even when you're sitting indoors in the center of town. Perfect. Unfortunately, my grandmother was out the one day something even remotely exciting happened. My grandfather likes to start the story like this, parentheses grandfather voice. I'm not doing grandfather voice. Mm -hmm. That afternoon, I got a call at work from your grandmother saying that she was alive and well, at which point I started panicking. <sighs> I thought she had been in a car accident or something. Well, my grandmother uh, then explained to my grandfather was that on her day off, the first armed robbery in Sweden mm. had taken place at the bank she worked at. What? A man had come into the bank wielding a gun and demanded a large sum of money from one of the other young 70, 70s girls working there. <laughs> 70s girls. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> she handed him the money since that's the number one thing banks tell their employees. Yeah. Always hand over the money. Don't risk your own safety. One of the customers waiting in line wasn't as cooperative though. Seeing as this was 
in the deep south of Sweden. I imagine he was a little stupid and or a farmer with no fucks to give. Oh, no. He had probably waited in line forever and just wanted to get home to his farm because it was already past milking time and his wife was busy taking care of their kids so she couldn't milk the damn cows. Oh, well, he's writing a whole story for that guy. <laughs> Either way, he proceeded to take off one of his wooden clogs and hit the man over the head. Oh, my God. <laughs> the robber dropped his gun and the money and I believe he was arrested soon after since someone at the bank knew his mom or something (laughs) (laughs) i kind of uh i'm kind of fuzzy on the details after the wooden clog bit because i always start laughing and can't uh hear what my grandparents say anyway stay sexy don't get murdered edmund that's that's something else that's that's something to look forward to in sweden we gotta start wearing wooden clogs uh we did get wooden clogs for christmas one year when i was little yeah either that or it was an ornament i was trying to put my foot into (laughs) Now, now I'm thinking no one gave us wooden clogs and it was like probably an antique that my mom was like, please stop touching. Yeah. That. With your feet. Yeah. And I was like, can I just put my foot into yeah, it one look more Look how time? funny this looks. I can only fit my toe in here. Look, isn't this funny? Isn't this neat? Look how funny I am. Please pay attention to me or I'm going to have to become a comedian and a podcaster one day. Do you want me to light that fucking bed on fire again? Because I'll do it. I will do it. I'm not above it. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you can make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. This one's called, uh, That One Time I Got Kidnapped. Oh, Great. Hi, Stephen, Georgia, Karen, and cats. Okay. You start with Stephen and then you end with cats. This this is a person who's trying to get our attention. Yeah, that's true. In a negative way. <laughs> but let's see. It's a ne- I respect negative the attention. Approach. Yeah, I like it. All right. Not a hometown murder since I live in Iceland and murders in general are almost non-existent. Iceland. By the way, thanks grade school Karen for giving Iceland some love. Iceland some love. Hey. Okay, so when I was little, we lived in a small town on the east coast of the island where there's even less crime, seeing as only like a few hundred people live there. At the time, I had a habit of getting out of bed in the middle of the night to go sleep in my parents' bed. And one night when I was three, I was about to do just that, but I noticed a dark shape at the foot of my bed. Mm -mm, Note, I may have been three, but I remember all of this in vivid detail. Mm -hmm. I was a toddler and half asleep, so I remember thinking, oh, it's a new foot uh, stool or some (laughs) silly shit. So I stepped on it on my way out of bed. Uh Mm. But thinking, uh, but to my surprise, the shape stood up and took me on piggyback and began to carry me out of the house. (gasps) Again, my confused three-year-old brain jumped to the conclusion that would freak me out the least, so I assumed it was my mom taking me out on some sort of surprise trip. Nice. Uh, Children are so (laughs) stupid. The next thing I remember is my dad out on the lawn yelling at the person carrying me. The person replied saying something like, oh, this is my daughter. I'm picking her up from a sleepover. And then it says, who does this guy think he's kidding? I remember thinking to myself, wait, mom's voice isn't that deep. The next thing I recall is being inside and my dad calling the cops and then being in my parents' bedroom with my mom. What? To this day, I don't know who the guy was or what or why he did it. I also don't know if he actually thought I was his daughter or if he was just making a very bad excuse. He was doing this at number two. Number two. Yeah. My dad didn't like to talk about it. And over the years, I just sort of forgot about it. I tried to look it up a few years ago. And the only thing I found out was that the guy supposedly got two years in prison. 
Like I said, I don't think about it very often. Sometimes I just remember that this is a thing that happened to me. And I think about how if dad hadn't come out, I could be dead or living in a cabin in the mountains with full blown Stockholm syndrome. Wow. Anyways, love your podcast so much. My girlfriend introduced me to it and I binge listen to every episode during my shifts last summer. We're looking forward to seeing you and awesome ladies in Amsterdam. Yay. Stay sexy and don't get kidnapped, Etta. Etta, Jesus Christ. You almost got kidnapped. You were halfway out. So, like, the dad heard a noise. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Can you imagine stepping on something on the way out of the bedroom and then it, like, moves and picks you up and tries to carry you off? Etta lived through her childhood nightmare came true. Yeah. And she still handled it at age three well enough to not have a total freak out. Right. Which maybe it would have helped if she had had a total freak out and started screaming. Well, but she must have done something because that dad was out there. Yeah. Unless he had huge ears. And you got to wonder, like, did she wake up because there was like a presence or something? Like, yes. She knew. And do you think that the like, kidnapper was like, around why, on the is, carpet? why is she coming over to me? What's going on? <laughs> like, he had to be kind of surprised, too. Was he on the way into the room crawling under the bed? I mean, it sounds like that's she got out of bed and stepped on him. Yeah. Like, Which means he was crawling under her bed. Or like hi- hiding. Yeah. Ugh. Under the fucking bed, though. Like uh, like a nightmare. Like an exact Pixar child's nightmare. Oh, vey. Etta, Good great job. job. See you in Amsterdam. I, mean, I think, which is like tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, We've had a great time in this city. Oh, my God. What an incredible bunch of canals you we have. We got so high. <laughs> <laughs> I stole a bike. <laughs> Okay, ready? Yeah. The subject line of this is watch where you're, watch where you're walking. Okay. okay. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and family. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's, that works. I live in Scotland now, and uh, it's where the story is set, but I'm going to start off with a fun fact that I grew up in County Tyrone, Northern Ireland, the same as Typhoid Mary. Oh. Nice. Bold start. Side note, she's from Cookstown. It's quite grim and is the place that one of my friend's exes is from, and he is a capital T, capital A, true asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, my new phrase. <laughs> he is a true asshole. True, a capital T, capital A. <laughs> What's she going to spell? True Uh, asshole. And then in all caps, anyway, when I was 13 years old, me and my mom did a five day long hike called the West Highland Way, starting in Glasgow and ending in Fort William. My mom is incredibly good at her job as a forester. She's so enthusiastic about it and loves to talk about it. She was better than all the men in her year. So cool. In handling a chainsaw at forestry school. Yes. (laughs) Her trees cut per day was ridiculous. She met my dad there. Oh, there's the movie. That's the fucking rom-com I want to see. He catches the tree. Yes. As it's being felled. Right. And she's under it. She bends down to paint her toenails. Because I was trying to be, you know, guys and girls type stuff. Sure, sure. Do they, when do they carve like their initials in a heart in the tree that they just felled? They, you know, they don't, they don't carve their initials. They arrest a teen couple carving their initials because they're it. so pro tree. You're not allowed to. And that's more romantic. Right. Initial carving. Anyway. I'm sorry. Go on. No, no. Uh, uh, she met my dad there and I remember she said the most romantic gift she ever got from him was an axe he spray painted gold. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. A couple of times. That's so sweet. When I came home from school, I caught them 
leaving nude YouTube comments on video. Wait a second. Wait, what? Wait, what? Steven. Oh, rude. Sorry, rude. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Nude YouTube comments. What does that even entail? I feel like something's going on with my eyes. Like, I can only see three words at a time. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I caught them (laughs) leaving rude Rude YouTube comments. Rude. (laughs) And I love that you just blamed Steven immediately. Steven, Steven, why would you pick this filthy email? You don't read them. You just picture your names first in the intro. Steven, you are picking only Steven first emails, and now I'm here reading a, ru- a ru- nude YouTube. A rude nude YouTube. Rude nude forest for YouTube. Okay, let's get back. Let's get serious about comedy. About nude comments. Okay, a couple of times when I came home from school. I caught them leaving rude YouTube comments on videos where people were cutting trees down oh. without proper safety proper safety gear. I love that. Back to our journey. <laughs> no, I just want to say that if you don't, you need to find a partner that you can be mean about other sh- to other people with together. Yes. Tell them what they're doing wrong together. That's right. Vince Attack and I judge them. the shit out of fucking everyone constantly and it's just like what our relationship is made out of. There's nothing more bonding than, than hating someone mutually. <laughs> like... I have a friend who we spontaneously discovered we hated, like vitriolically hated the same person. I want to know who. And we were immediately best best friends. It wasn't even someone we really knew personally. It was just like this concept person. But when we both discovered it it was just like, oh, now we have to be like. Like with you and me and murderers. That's right. We hate murderers. I honestly thought you were going to name somebody right. I was like. (laughs) With you and me and remember. Steven. Oh, no. Okay. Before I was born, she used to work in the West Highlands and she had a running commentary for the whole hiking trip. Meh, meh, meh. I planted that woodland. Meh, meh, meh. And that one. <laughs> and telling me about the kinds of mosses and shit that I didn't care about at 13. I was becoming a butthead teenager. Oh. Sorry, mom. About halfway through the hike on our way to Crane Lyark um, for the night, uh-huh. we were approaching another woodland and she immediately picked up on a forestry, on the forestry signage. It read that there was felling in progress and to be careful. This, she said, shouldn't be going on at that time of year, but we couldn't hear chainsaws or anything, so we kept walking. <laughs> My mom wouldn't let it go, saying the sign should, shouldn't still be up and that she felt like something was wrong. <gasps> Again, I didn't sit, I didn't care because I was a stupid <laughs> idiot. Um, but then I smelled something that gave me vision straight away of memories of being at my grandparents' house and smelling the exact same thing, going under the bridge and finding a swollen, deep, dead <gasps> sheep caught up in a wire. I assumed it was just another dead sheep. I said, haha, mom, it smells like dead sheep, lol. Oh my God. This smell was getting stronger and my mom had stopped talking, cautiously touched my arm, pointed at a tent in the distance, saying, it looks like it's been there a while and people can't be living in it as it's been minus seven Celsius at night recently. Oh my God. I told her to stop worrying. They probably just left it there and went home. As I said this, I tripped up, looked back, and saw I was walking. I It was a walking boot that I had fallen over, and it was pretty fucking full of mossy foot. Oh, shit. I wanted to poke at it with a stick, but my mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> we assumed that... As the signage was still up from long ago, that it meant that the harvesting teams found the rest of the body and dealt with it. 
I hope that's what happened anyway, because we sure didn't tell anyone. Instead, what? we carried on our merry what? way and had a pretty nice time. Wait, what? what? I had the owner of the foot. I hope the owner of the foot didn't suffer. What? What happened? Wait a second. Looking forward to seeing you guys perform no. in Glasgow in May. Then you need to get up on stage and fucking explain to you us. You have, okay. Everything. Okay. You just walked us off a cliff. Uh-huh. Your mom was the most intense forester uh-huh. in all of, where were we? Northern Ireland? Sure. Where were we? Where, uh, what's her Glasgow? Place? Glasgow. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, how, how was it? And how then did they it die? just like, how did they die? Who died? Why is there a foot there? What's the tent doing there? I wonder about the tent. I'm okay. We have to trust the highly professional forester that the sign meant they literally were just there, I think is what she's saying. Okay. But why does it smell like a rotting corpse still? Maybe like the people that went in were going in to do their forestry, but then discovered the dead body, took it the body and left and didn't know the foot was there. Okay. And then didn't know to take off the sign. Because they were freaking out that they found a dead body. Okay. So who's the dead body and how did he die? That's a guy named Jerry and he (laughs) just was lazy. (laughs) Here, let me read the end of this. Looking forward to seeing you guys perform Glasgow this May. I loved your storytelling and hope you're... And oh, and how you're so relaxed and talking about mental health stuff that you guys go through. It's helped me and many others. Aww. Very proud to be a murderino. Oh, stays. Uh, thank you for reading. Stay sexy and watch where you're walking. Um, Mari. Wow. <laughs> that Mari. reminds me of like when you eat a tongue sandwich and you're like, it tastes me back. When you yeah. trip over a foot and you're like, I tripped. Oh, yeah. I got who tripped too. Tripped me. Exactly. If you kick that foot out of the ground. Right. You trip that foot you as well. You trip the foot. Listen, send us your shit. Send look. us your grand. You look and listen and send us your grandparents. That <laughs> weird shit. Just, just send us stuff. The, I mean, all of these stories, any story, yeah. I will say this. Pretty much anything. If you are, discover something in a forest, yeah. we would like to hear about it. People keep saying like, um, oh, I finally have a, a story to send you. Like if you if you're waiting to tell to, so you can tell us this one story because we haven't asked for a thing and it's this crazy story. Just send it. Yes. Sorry, Stephen. Now you have to go through so many emails. Uh, <laughs> Stephen's doing charades gestures of don't worry about it. I love this job. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing. Is Come on. Just reading these. <laughs> I just want to tiny read your goddamn email for the rest of my f- life. Tiniest font. <laughs> Please keep making make the font as small as you can. Uh, don't use any punctuation would be great. And then just like if you tripped over something and there was a <laughs> lot of trees nearby, we're opening it up to that. Opening it. Forest stories. Send yeah. them. Uh, Forestry. My favorite murder at Gmail. Thanks for listening, you guys. We love you guys. We do. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Hey, Elvis, you want a cookie? Ah.